Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Clear the Dance Floor here on Radio Free Brooklyn on another sunny Sunday afternoon here in the cultural headquarters of the world. My name is Colby Smith. I will be your host until the five o'clock hour, at which point Shedding Light will pick up the slack. The Conan to our Jay Leno here in this two-shot of comedy talk programs here on Radio Free Brooklyn, which has a, a, a bunch of stuff going on. We, we, whenever I come, I don't know if you guys know this, but whenever I come to the studio, there's usually a big stack of papers waiting for me with all kinds of announcements. And one of those announcements is as follows. On March 6th, which is very soon... You can come celebrate independent music communities at the 5th Annual New Colossus Festival, a five-day showcase festival, okay, <laughs> taking place March 6th to 10th at eight independent music venues, venues in Lower East Side. This year's festival will feature over 130 emerging artists, should be more than, from all over the world, as well as the Ditto X NYC 24 Music Conference and Networking Event. And be sure to swing by Arlene's Grocery on Wednesday, March 6th, for the new Colossus Festival welcome party presented by yours truly, Radio Free Brooklyn. Information regarding badges and show schedules can be found at www.newcolossusfestival.com. That's from March 6th to 10th. And then, uh, 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 if you can't even wait till then, on Wednesday, February 28th at 8 p.m. at Star Bar, the Shuffle's Music Trivia All About Love Edition will be there. And whether you're a music aficionado or just looking for a fun night out, this event is for you. Gather your friends, ensemble, <laughs> ensemble, assemble your dream team and get ready to put your music knowledge to the test. And again, this month's theme is all about love. To secure your spot, head over to Instagram and find us at at the shuffle for the sign up link. Tickets are five dollars. That's February 28th at Star Bar. And that is the cue for us to begin our show. Now, my guest today is the, I call you a mastermind. <laughs> wow. The mastermind behind Public Transport Magazine. Wow. <clears throat> Thank you, yes. yes. <laughs> Al Mullen. Hello, hello. Is here. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. It was fun to watch you do uh, read copy and correct it as you went. So well, I am a bit of a human grammarly. That's what <laughs> yeah. they call me. And around people here. love that when you do that. <laughs> they really, they really yeah. do. It's my most sociable yeah. skill. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of friends that way. I bet. Yes. People are like, "Wow, you know a lot about this, huh?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm. Um, yeah. I I biked for the first time in a long time today, and mm. I mean it was probably a mistake because I uh, I thought I was a faster biker than I am, <laughs> and so I arrived uh, just just in time for this. But, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, again, you know, we had we had a live show right before us for for the the, the first time in a while, so yeah. it was all good. You know, you got here. You know, no, we, and I we, knew that on some level, I think, because yes, yeah. that's why I was late. Yeah. This is a safe, a safe day to bike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people love biking. You know, post snow and there's like salt everywhere, and uh, it's very cold. It, it, I don't, you know, it just struck me as such a great day. Yeah, you're right. It's a sunny Sunday. It's beautiful, and uh, yeah, you wear gloves. I do. That's a, yeah. that's a key element. I so think. cold otherwise. Yeah. You could go naked the rest, but the gloves are where it's all... Uh, you heat up so quick, except yeah. for the yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Flaming everywhere else. People, you know, people love biking, but they do hate 
cyclists, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, they are. I think anyone who's like a self, you know, like, I'm a driver, I'm a cyclist, I'm a, even people who call themselves pedestrians are probably <laughs> bad people. Like, whenever I'm on a bike, I hate every pedestrian and, and yeah. uh, driver. And then if I'm walking, I hate every cyclist. Yeah, yeah. I, I just figured out I hate everyone. Yeah, no I think there's no doing. way to win, for sure. No, yeah. you, you Whatever side of it you're not on is yeah. the enemy. Yeah, of course. That, yeah. That I quickly join sides and, uh, you know, <laughs> unite against everyone else. So. I was once, uh, uh, the really, the only, like, fights with strangers i've ever gotten in are when when biking yeah or, or just like what what happened you get cut off bumped a little bit i happily have never gotten bumped yeah uh but it's only a matter of time <laughs> you know but uh uh i mean you yell at people people yell at you yeah. they got no idea what they're doing once traffic was stopped okay on this big just we'll long to line of cars that. okay yeah try to get into suspend your disbelief if you <laughs> yeah, can for a yeah. second Traffic is stopped, and there is a st- I have a stop light, okay? And so bikes are continuing to go up this way, uh, you know, like in the past the parked, not parked, but the stopped cars. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I say the stoplight, I'm like, well, the cars are stopped. I'm going to, I'm going to inch out. I'm going to see if I can, if I have like a, if I have a, uh, pull uh, this off. Yeah. If I have if a clear lane of, I can just sneak through this, sure. this thing. I inch my bike out. I'm telling inch is the key verb Uh-oh. here. And this guy screams at me. <laughs> he goes, boy!" <laughs> oh, the sarcasm. <laughs> That's a good one. And I was like, I said, hey, take it easy. Oh, wow. Like that. So you he both goes, just transported to 1950s. Yes, yes. <laughs> you low life. Yeah. These are I not, said, uh... hey, you bozo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets so angry. He gets God. so upset. He goes, Fuck you! Oh, You're wow. going right through a light. He's just and he keeps going. Wow. By the way, so he's getting like quieter as he yeah. goes on. And I just went relax. <laughs> yeah, and then that usually works again. You know, the yes. Grammarly guy. Did you correct his grammar then? Yeah. Or, when when you tell people to relax, it works right away. Yeah, it always yeah. does. He was like, I didn't think boy. of it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have seen it from your side. It could but, be relaxing. So he kept yelling at me, Uh-oh. but he had gone so far on his bike that I could not hear what he was saying. <laughs> so it's just like kind of yeah. faded into the ether. Into the, the ether, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Just he's still somewhere muttering to himself mm-hmm. about that, riding off that high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do feel, I mean, I, don't you feel like, like, the city is not meant for it's not bike friendly <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, definitely not <laughs> i i mean i feel terrified driving i feel terrified uh yeah you know alone in my home yeah. um yeah i don't know i i don't feel comfortable getting around the city in any way no i, I feel think that's scared true. on the subway i feel scared on <laughs> yeah yeah do you feel do you feel like you feel more scared on the subway now than like when you were young like yeah uh, whether it's youthful ignorance or more to live for more now, to live for now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was probably youthful uh, ignorance, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I never had any real like big incidents on the subway, but I do feel mm-hmm. like uh, maybe there's a more terrifying. I mean, you know, Fox News and the New York Post is right. I think it is a little more terrifying. Than, yeah, yeah. Than when I first moved to the city, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you do you feel that? I it's do, probably yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're right. <laughs> Oh, I live no. off a different train now, but I do feel like every time I'm on, I see someone having 
like a complete mental yeah. breakdown. And yeah. I feel bad for them, but I also feel unsafe. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is a tricky issue that we've waded into here. <laughs> this is the lighthearted. Uh, we'll solve it all right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's true. I, I don't know if there's just less services going on or there's more uh, like, you know, income inequality. Therefore, more people are like on the street or something. But yeah. it does feel like. Yeah, the train is a dicier, <laughs> more uh, whimsical, uh, you know, place where people break down. Oh, yeah. I mean, my first year in the city, I lived way uptown in Washington Heights. And, of course, everyone I knew lived here. Yeah. So it was, you, so you know, spent a long, lot of time on the train. A lot of time on the train. Yeah. I would fall asleep regularly. Yeah. Like, you know, between like one and two in the morning. Oh, of course. Would never do that now. Well, where, where would you wake up? Would you wake up at the end of the line? Or? I, yeah, I mean... It never, I never like, like went yeah. crazy. Like sometimes I would miss like a stop or yeah. something and yeah. then it like wasn't, it wasn't bad. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I fall asleep all the time. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. I've nodded off a little bit and missed a couple stops. Yeah. Not ideal, yeah. but I feel like there's some part of my brain that's paying attention. Uh, you know, yeah. usually I, I yeah. come to. You kind of hear through the, the like half dreams, yeah. thing, like the ding of the doors opening or something. Your, your lovely <gasps> stop. What? What uh, what train was that that you were on? It was uh, off the the um, the AC. Okay, yeah, yep. it was yep. off One Sixty Eighth Street. Yeah, mm. I, that's the train I live off now, and I, I do wonder. I, I feel like, um, yeah, I wonder if I could rank the like what train lines are the more like. I don't know. I feel like the one, two, three is gets pretty crazy. Oh and, yeah, uh, that's the train I live off. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe you, this is why. Maybe it was never New York didn't change. Maybe your your train line changed, and that's yeah. I don't know. I remember um, when my friend first moved to the city. Um, he the uh, within like a span of two days, like what, like I think like one of the first times he got on the train, there was mm-hmm. someone. Uh, getting on the train, or he was getting off the train, and this man with a cane was getting on, but was blocking the door, refused to let him go out first. And the cane man started thwacking him with the cane. Oh my and God. he was like, is that to happen all the time? And I was like, no, that just happens to you. Yeah. And then the next day, he was like, um, during like a very busy uh, commuter uh, train, he uh, saw this man with a full two bags full of Trader Joe's stuff. Uh-huh. And the man sat down, Sighed deeply, grabbed a log of uh, goat cheese, and uh, just proceeded to eat it in its entirety. <laughs> and he was like, "The train is really wild." But I, I was like, "I think my, you know, some people just have the the aura around them that brings yeah. out the the true insanity." Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's true. I think there are people who like things happen to yeah. in this life. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> I don't think anything's ever happened to me. Yeah, dev. I mean, no, not like that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some weird stuff, but not not to that level yeah. of like a guy with a cane's been hitting me with. Yeah, him. it's like a stranger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've been hit thwacked with a crane, a cane. Yeah, the 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 weirdest. Well, maybe not. I don't want to say the weirdest. It's probably weirder. But one that sticks in my mind is like I I was waiting on the L at First Avenue to go into Brooklyn, uh-huh. and so it's like you know it's like the end of a workday, and it's it's routinely just thronged by the time it gets to <laughs> yeah. first avenue it's so packed and um i stand there waiting and i had my headphones in and the doors opened up and this guy was coming out this like older gentleman you know with a suit on you know he gentleman. probably lives in sty town yeah and he the doors open up and we're like face to face and i i kind of stand like this to like i, I move out of the way mm-hmm. basically because you're a gentleman too that's exactly right that's this is called chivalry <laughs> folks <laughs> So I move out of his way so he can get off the train, <laughs> and he goes, wow, 
What a gentleman. Oh, he said that to you. Wow. And uh, was unironically? I, 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 he said it in a way that like he was upset that I had moved out of the way. What? (laughs) It was the most confusing interaction I've ever had. Because I feel like you would say that in that tone Uh if a guy didn't move out of the way. Yeah. That's the same tone as the man who screamed at you before, but uh, it seems like you did a, a fine thing. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was so. I mean, still, the years later, I'm I know I love about those it. things that puzzle you that yes. you, you're still unresolved and that you'll never figure out. It's just uh, <laughs> never. Yeah, I feel like the best. The best theory I have is that he wanted to get into a fight with someone, <laughs> but I gave him no opening. Yeah. And he still like, tried be in the right, so he was yeah. like, "I'm going to start it anyway." Wow! And it didn't. It didn't go. You've never. You didn't throw throw a blow. Didn't no no oh, didn't throw a blow. Do you think about getting into fights? Um, I fear them. I yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever been that close. You know? Okay. Um, I have done. Now that I'm, I'm just realizing. I have been a crazy person on a train <laughs> where, where it was like, <laughs> uh, I've been telling these stories from one perspective and now I'll, I'll be honest. I've also been the other side of this. There is this man who was <laughs> sitting on a very packed L train man spreading like crazy wide. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, it was really packed and uh, just for, to make myself feel better. Like there was like six pregnant women who needed to sit or something. Probably not true, but, um, and this man, it was just, you know, I was like pressed up against him and I mm-hmm. had a, a Gatorade bottle filled and it wasn't just the normal Gatorade bottle. I'm talking the like slightly bigger one where it, you know, like bends out a little bit mm-hmm. and something uh, compelled me and I, I dropped it on his foot, you know, just to get him to close up them legs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see what's going on there. Um, and then he didn't do anything and I picked it up and I dropped it on his foot again and then I did it two more times until he finally stopped doing it. And uh, yeah, and then like later on, I was telling someone and they were like, that's really aggressive and scary. <laughs> you know, like, uh, don't do not do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But he did just like, it didn't work. His, I mean, yeah, yeah he just yeah. was like, what's going on? And I, I think I kept saying, I'm sorry, but then I would drop it again, you know, and it was just, I, I don't know, it was really psychopathic and, and aggressive. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. Like you were, you were in some kind of place that day that, like, you don't normally. <laughs> That's like my to. superhero moment. Yeah. It's passive aggression. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't even that passive. It oh. was pretty aggressive. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's the multiple times that is so funny about. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. Like, I've got this thing. This is gonna work. Yeah, and I'm gonna I get, keep it kind of did. It did. Yeah. it sounds like it did. Yeah, but it also could have got me stabbed or something. I, so. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do that to just anybody. I mean, yeah. you know, see, this is what I want to. Oh, maybe there was something it's I like, could tell. But like, you wouldn't just pick it. Like, there's something about you seeing this guy where you were like, I bet I could fuck with this guy. <laughs> this Which is like, a big statement from coming from me. <laughs> this guy must have been uh, just a schlub, you know? Yeah. 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 This wasn't like a, you know, some kind of like football man. I've never thought about that. I guess I did, you know, subconsciously determine I, I could take him or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, yeah. He's going to hate this Gatorade <laughs> this bottle. This guy's on his listening foot. right now. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Yeah. 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 If, if you are out there listening and you want to call in and <laughs> illuminate us about what was going on that day, 718-673-8201 is the number. That's 718-673-8201. And that offer stands for the entire show. You call in whenever you want. If you've got a crazy subway story and let's keep them, <laughs> let's keep them funny. <laughs> like, I don't want this to turn into yeah. Rush Limbaugh. Either. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Is anyway. that like uh, Rush Seinfeld or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rush Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. We can all imagine what that would be like. It would go a little something like this. Go ahead, go. <laughs> but who gets the, it'd be like, uh, gee whiz. It'd be like, uh, he's like. Uh, Honestly, not close from just Seinfeld today. You know, like I guess that's true, his, yeah. Like, What's the deal with college campuses? Yeah. You, know, it's you can't basically... say anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, here we are talking about the subway. Uh-huh. And you have a little magazine yes yes that can be found on the subway from that's time true to time. i would spend the first uh 20 minutes here describing how terrifying the subway is but <laughs> i, I want to encourage you to go on it because uh, i have a magazine that you can find exclusively on the new york city subway so yes it's called uh, public transport magazine and uh yeah it's uh usually tucked into ads above uh, where people sit or sometimes in little boxes and stations before it gets cut by the MTA. But uh, yes, you can you can find it there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now th- this is kind of a long running project. Am I wrong? Yeah, I've been doing it for um, I guess like two years now, and uh, I've made <laughs> like <laughs> my fourth issue is coming out in a month. So you know, it, it's not I'm not very prolific, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so a lot of it is. Um, I think like a normal magazine, you uh, you print it all at once and then it's gone. But uh, our distribution is a little bit different, so it's like an ongoing, you know, for months at a time distribution. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And and describe the contents of the magazine for for the listeners. Yeah, if sure. Not familiar already. Um. Well, it's written by uh, comedians and uh, comedy writers and cartoonists that I know and uh, beg. Um, to contribute to it (laughs) and it uh, some of it can be uh, like about New York City or about the subway or it could be about something totally different but it's all uh, comedy and kind of in the vein of I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Army Man magazine by uh, George Meyer but it's like a short form comedy thing so Mm. and uh, or there's like illustrations or gag cartoons or something and on the back there is a uh, punchline contest so you can win a t-shirt and I got a lot of emails from people from that and yeah and there's also a website I started a, a website hey www.publictransportmagazine.com <laughs> so I don't know if it needs a website but now it has one that's so. awesome and so the next one's coming out soon yes well it's coming out March 12th I'm doing a launch party I've officially talked to a venue that will let me do it so yeah <laughs> Do you want to say where that is? Yeah, or, uh, sure. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I think maybe this is an exclusive to, to the show here. So <laughs> it's uh, it's coming to this. It's at this bar that is in the 50th Street one train station called Nothing Really Matters. And it's uh, you have to like go into the station and then there's like uh, some creepy black, you know, covered doors. And then that's where the bar is. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be there to murder you. This will really be a bar. And uh, yeah, 7 p.m. on March 12th, issue four is coming out. 
There will be, uh, you know, magazines and uh, I think some like maybe performances of uh, some of the material or maybe just stand up. And yeah, I would encourage everyone to to come. Yeah. It's, now, did you know about this bar beforehand or were you looking for a like? Because my, my <laughs> thing is like when I think of like businesses in subways, it's like I've gotten a haircut at like a, you have. At like a barbershop in really? the subway before. Where? Which one? Like it, 42nd or something? Yeah, or? I think. Well, was it 42nd? It was in Midtown for yeah. sure. Uh, but I was, it was you know, again, it was the first year in New York thing <laughs> where naive. I was like, I need a haircut. And it was right there. <laughs> it was like $20. Wow, that's a pretty good deal. Don't remember if they did a good or bad job, <laughs> but I remember getting one. Yeah. You know? Wow. And then kind of thinking like, I could I could go back there. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I never did. But, yeah. <laughs> was it just you were passing through and you saw truly, it? Truly, I was passing through and you I was like, time. I have time to kill. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just get one now. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never gotten a haircut in the subway, but that sounds uh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I, I, I don't know if I could defend going now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the time, it was like. Yeah, I always wonder what those businesses, well. it must, it's people with extra time and, uh, yeah, why why would you do it there? Yeah, there's one, there's a barbershop near, uh, uh, that's like in the Fulton Street 2-3 oh. station, uh, and it apparently, I go by it, you know, several times a week and apparently has enough number, enough regulars up. that they have a sign up that says, don't ask, oh. no Keith on Mondays. <laughs> Keith is a big deal. <laughs> so, wow. So something's going on there. Keith deserves a sign. Wow. Yeah. Maybe Keith is so good that people will put up with a subway <laughs> rumbling around. Wow. So yeah. tell me about the origins of uh, public transport magazine. Sure. Where, where, did the, where did the idea come from and uh, uh, how did the first one come about? Yeah. Well, I guess I had been um, wanting to get – I feel like uh, a lot of times I had, you know, I had like published things in The New Yorker and uh, I had seen the like sort of comments on online and I would always be like very uh, curious like who was commenting on my stuff and not <laughs> understanding satire or whatever yeah and it was all the same sort of like types of people who were like middle class uh you know middle-aged uh middle brow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know any other middle hyphen words but um and then i always think about like at the shows that i normally do which are like alt comedy shows it's like the same types of people or something and, mm. and so i really was trying to think of a way to sort of like broaden an audience or bring something unexpected to people who wouldn't normally seek it out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know when it struck me that like the subway is like a really huge mixing pot of just sort of everyone in New York. Like, yeah. you know, there you see the, the oldest uh, grandma on her way to the end of Brooklyn or, you know, like, you, you know, young hip cats, uh, <laughs> you know, going uptown or something. But I was like, Oh, it'd be interesting. So at first I was like, what if I just like set up a stand in a, in a station and, you know, gave it out like the, like, religious pamphlets or right. something and then i was like uh that doesn't seem that fun and that also <laughs> i have to sit there for a long time <laughs> and i'm sure i'll get like harassed by the mta and then i remembered uh the those ads for kino which is like a psychic i don't know if you're familiar mm -hmm. i think most like new yorkers have definitely seen it at some yeah. point so it's like tucked into subway ads yeah and I want to know the team behind that because they're a very prolific. It's a, you see it all the time. Everywhere. Yeah. On every line. Like <laughs> yeah. every subway line. Yeah. 
So I was like, I could do that. <laughs> I saw this <laughs> 99 cent per minute psychic and I was like, I could do that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, that would be a really great um, way to get to people that don't know me or, you know, know what they're even looking for. And mm-hmm. so like part of it is like the audience is exploring or, or reaching out or finding something new or taking a chance or there's something that they are like, what is this? That's what it starts at. Instead of like most of the time when you go to a comedy show, you're expecting comedy or yeah. if you're reading a thing, you know what you're, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's something like magical about like, what is that? Yeah. So that was sort of the impetus was like, yeah, I want to find a way to find new people and to make it like out of the break through the monotony of, of your everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so like, I feel like one of the things that's like so cool about it is that it's like, it, you can hold it in your hands, you know, yeah. it's like, it's a product. It's not just like, I'm going to start this funny Instagram or, yes. or like a blog or something. Cause it's just like in this world where there is so much content it's like when it's all a drop in the bucket, it's yeah. like this is it's like going back to go forward. You know exactly. what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. you've got this thing that's like that's how it breaks. Through. I always it's wonder like, if there was a previous iteration of something like this. Yeah. You know, pro- I mean, there has to have been uh, similar things. But I also feel like uh, like the Internet is so boring these days where uh, you don't find weird stuff. Anymore. Yeah. It's all like, like you said, if I made it on the Internet, it wouldn't really reach that many new people. It would be very I mean, maybe it could eventually. But um, yeah, I don't know. This felt like a way to really get to random people and not just like internet users or yeah, totally. I, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it like it's like the thing with the, the algorithm being evil and all that stuff. It's <laughs> like you're kind of just served the same type of thing over and over again. Definitely. You know? Not the only reason the algorithm is evil, but, but <laughs> it's, it's one reason. Yeah. It just is reinforcing the same, yeah, derivative thing. So right, if you right. do something new, it won't necessarily break through. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is a thing too where like you hear about like uh like the the comedy scene, you know, like in the early 2000s or whatever and it's like if you want if you were hosting a show, you had to like make a postcard. Yes. You know, <laughs> like, like stick it on uh, uh like street lamps and yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There it, I feel like this your the magazine has that same kind of that kind of thing where it like feels kind of timeless. Uh, yeah. In that I hope way. so. That's also a thing I I desire in comedy that like um cuz I've written stuff that is timely and mm-hmm. it's always uh <laughs> instantly you know goes stale <laughs> and it's never that funny even at the time people i don't know it's just like more sellable people will click a thing because yeah. it has to do about whatever trump just did or something so right. yeah all of my favorite comedy could be you know from any era yeah so yeah that's definitely part of it too is to not tie it to a, a any particular mm-hmm. moment yeah now before you started you know like doing these pieces for the like, new yorker and places like that were you into like the comedy piece like the humor piece as a as now like like jack handy was was that a a, a guy for you is yeah that, is that one of your guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i built my clown um yeah uh no um lock the gates uh yeah i guess jack handy i've always uh loved his i mean i remember yeah. deep thoughts was like one of the funny i think i've it's always amazing. been obsessed with like the perfect one liner, especially. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something about them that just, I don't know. It's like, it's like approaching perfection yeah. in a way that you yeah. can't like the re- everything else in comedy is like situational or I don't know. It could be like a, an emotion or a feeling or something, but like a one liner just is like, I don't know. There's something so pristine about it. Yeah. And he is the master at incredible, the most pristine and unexpected and great. Yeah. So I do love Jack Handy. Yeah. 
And yeah, I never really liked, I still am not a huge fan of like humor pieces. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to make them. Well, I mean, it's hard to do anything that's actually good, but yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. it does feel like that medium attracts a certain kind of like, how would you even describe it? Just like droll. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> not meant for laughter. No, the, you're kind of like, thing. oh, clever. Yes. Yes. I think that's the difference is I like to laugh. I don't, cause I, I think like, um, those humor pieces are meant for the reader to be like, Hey, I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be like, that's funny. Right. It's almost like reinforcing their ego. Or <laughs> right. But yeah. But I don't know. I mean, there's definitely like really clever and, and really funny humor pieces, but it's mostly pretty uh, challenging. I feel like I, I still like hang most on to like one great line. So even if mm. I write a humor piece, that's mostly like, <laughs> hmm, very good. If there's like a few lines that I'm proud of, I'm like, that's, that's really what yeah, it's yeah. about. So. That's solid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, folks, that number 718-673-8201, 718-673-8201. If you'd like to call in now, eh, just call in now. Yeah. You know. I think we're on like a seven second delay. So oh, okay. when, when uh, so we'll yeah, wait seven it, seconds it, and then yeah, it'll go seven, off. So. Seven seconds of silence, please. And yeah. then, <laughs> what are the type of people who've uh, called in? Do you get? Um... Uh, it's been exclusively people I know. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put the phone number out there. Maybe um, I know. Maybe keep it a mystery. Just put the phone number and say call Sundays at between four and five. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. And then the rest of the radio station will be mad. I guess they it mostly plays like uh, music, though. So yeah, they, they yeah. would be mad if people keep calling it. I, I may have told the story before on the air, but uh, uh, I, I did try once to like to put it on Reddit. I was like doing uh-huh. this this Star Trek related oh, episode. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm just on my account. I was like, hey, this radio station's doing a, like, on the Star Trek Reddit, subreddit. I was like, hey, this radio station's doing, like, a Star Trek thing. Like, this Sunday before, like, here's the number. Call in. And the only comment I got was a guy going, so? (laughs) He said so? He just went, so? Wow. People say very strange things to you. (laughs) They do. Wow. That's how he started it? Yeah. That was was the only word in the post. Like, so what? Oh, wow. (laughs) So good for you. Never did it again. Never Man, posted on another Reddit about the show. God, <laughs> just got off the internet completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, Pack up your Then bags. I moved up to the woods. And- yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So. Okay. I've had to deal with some internet people recently. Okay. I, um, I, I found some old Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. Nice. And I thought I had a bunch of really cool ones. And then I also had two Pokemon games. And it turns out the only thing people want to buy today are Pokemon games. And Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, po- like Pokemon stuff from like when we were kids yeah. is so valuable. It it certainly is. I never would have guessed. Because <laughs> they've sold so many of them. How could it be? It, uh, it's it not rare. It was so popular. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not rare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, given enough time. Yeah. So I put it on Facebook Marketplace, which is not a, I'm not really on Facebook and I've gone back just to sell Game Boy games. Yeah. And uh, the, the messages I got were the cruelest uh, people who probably commented so on your Reddit post. It was like, um, how much are you selling it for? And I was like, well, the highest I got is this. And then someone said, yeah, no. Uh, there's no way that they could sell for that high. And then I was like, no, really? And I, I took a screenshot of the other thing, and uh, he was like, lol, <laughs> I don't think so. Are you, you're not the type of person who like is faking this, and I'll see it on you still for sale in two weeks. 
And I was like, why am I, why do I have to prove to this, uh, this, this nerd? Yeah. Don't you just want to buy this Yeah. Do you want to buy it or not? Or if (laughs) if I'm too high, just say, okay, that's too high. You know? And then a week went by and I I was going to sell it to this guy, but I had to like fix my schedule to sell it to him. And then that original guy was like, so I noticed that you still haven't sold it. Seems like uh, you were lying. Oh my God. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Just leave me alone. (laughs) You don't want to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but then I did sell it. Have you ever had to sell a random thing on the internet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Meet a random random person in a strange place? Every time I move. Oh, really? I'm selling stuff online, on on Facebook Marketplace specifically, and I always make them come and get it. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, But, I mean, I've definitely lost customers and, like, had to (laughs) accept less money. Yeah, oh, every time. But I'm just like, I can't can't take it to you. Yes, (laughs) why would I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but almost, I'm thinking of like a couple of apartments ago, I did like a really big furniture dump, mm-hmm. uh, before, cause I was just like, did not have very much money and it was a good yeah. excuse to like pay for the rest of the move, you <laughs> sure. know? Uh, and there were no like weird interactions, but there was, uh, the thing that people were very suspicious that I was selling an AC, like a, a window AC. And like the place I was moving into had central air, and so they like were suspicious they were of like it, they the were like quality of it. There's no way it works. <laughs> Why are you selling it if it works what? so well? I was like, oh, I'm moving into a building that has it already. Whatever you say. What people <laughs> sell ACs all the time. I know it's like how you get them. Yeah, you don't pay for <laughs> no. go to PC Richard and Sons. Yeah. And get- most of the things that I own are I, I've either found on the street or i don't even know how they got in an apartment an old roommate had mm-hmm. left them or something there's so much stuff i have no idea the origin of. oh yeah you, it just it comes to you <laughs> there's you so know? much stuff in new york yeah yeah you follow those major. like stooping instagrams yeah. it's like so easy to find stuff i mean it's easy once you it's like you know it there are there are like times in the summer where every single person is moving yes and if you walk around the neighborhood you can just find Fill a desk five apartments. You know? yeah, yeah exactly exactly. Yeah. exactly it's really not uh it's it's it, look <laughs> this is an age old score i'm sure, trying to sell sure. let's settle with this guy <laughs> so okay the people who still bother you are the um guy who commented on reddit mm-hmm. the subreddit for star trek yes the man who yelled at a boy oh yeah. no no wait who was the guy who oh the man the what a gentleman what a gentleman right, i think that's the primary thing unresolved uh yeah that thing is. that's been said to you yeah yeah because that then, makes the least sense yeah you still are puzzled by it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I will, uh, there's so many things in life that you don't get to just ask someone. Like, will you explain your, yourself? I know. Yeah. If anyone uh, listening has um, some sort of question that they don't know exactly what happened, we'll help oh, you puzzle it out. Absolutely. If someone has said something odd to you and you don't quite know what it is, we'll at least have like a theory and maybe we can work it out together. This is a fantastic topic. Yeah. Once again, that number, 718-673-8201, 718-673-8201. Instead of like advice, we're just uh, puzzlers or something. Yeah. We'll sort through the muck with you. <laughs> yes. We're yeah. like the reverse Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid. There we go. There's, There's a call. Caller, you are on the line with me and Al Mullen. That'd be a chat. Oh, no. That's a lot of pressure. Who's that? Did I have to come prepared? No. Who is this? Um, my name is Aubrey. Hi, Aubrey. Hi, Aubrey. Thanks for calling. Um, thank you. Um, what are we? What? What's the gosh? 
Um, uh, well, I do know this person. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? Um, hello, Al. Yeah. We have a, um, sort of a loose set of topics that you could talk about. Have you had, uh, what's the weirdest subway interaction you've had? Um, are you in syndicated right now? store or like the the transportation? (laughs) Oh, we were thinking transportation, but if one comes to mind for the sandwich store, then, you know, don't hold back. Oh my goodness. I haven't been, did you know that Subway is the most common fast food chain in the United States? Wow. There's more Subways than any other. Yeah. Wow. As the most stores. Sorry, are you at a party um, right now? What, what is this like yeah. chorus I hear behind you? There's, there is a chorus behind me. I think she's calling into another show it. simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I hear Roy's voice. I know. I think I know who he's. Uh... I'm so sorry, Al. I really, I really was not prepared for any part of this. Um, a strange subway interaction. Yeah. Yeah. A strange subway interaction. I did see this one woman, and she was screaming very loudly about something that had agitated her, uh-huh. holding her phone between subway cars. Um, very, very uh, much a public nuisance. And mm-hmm. we all got to watch as she dropped her phone Uh-oh. on oh a moving my. train oh in between God. subway. And that was really exciting. <laughs> we were all rooting against her. Oh, my God. And, and, and to see her... Like, look down at her empty hand. Was, it was exciting. <laughs> wow. The whole train card was, was pleased. Everybody applauded. Out. have you been to your goat cheese log story? I already, I already brought up my goat cheese log story. <laughs> that old chestnut. I'm glad this is something people know that you yes. <laughs> have locked and loaded. Yeah. It was a question from the chorus. Oh, okay. Again, yes. I'm very sorry about about all of this. No, it's okay, Aubrey. You called the number. Are you? Dude. Are, <laughs> <laughs> you dialed the number. You. I hear up. Roy. It all happened so fast. Coaching in the background. <laughs> you're doing, yes, Aubrey. Yes, Aubrey, you're a lot doing. Of voices. You're doing so great. You're doing a really, really good job. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> have, have, have we had enough? Have I contributed? I think you nailed no it. No more, please. More. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We did the whole sandwich bit. I, I feel like, you know, yeah, I we think did you, a nice job here. I think you did really good. I think, I think if, if you if you hang up now, you'll be going out on an incredible high. Thank you, Aubrey. Thank you both so much. <laughs> it's um, our pleasure. Yes. Good day. <laughs> All Thanks, right. Aubrey. I can't believe I got called out for. Uh, I think I have like two. Like I said, I don't, I don't even have stories. <laughs> One of your I, canned stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I like when you were describing your show as the Jay Leno of uh, to someone else's yeah. Conan. Yeah, Is yeah. that people yeah. say I'm a lot like Jay Leno in that I dress in denim <laughs> exclusively and uh, 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 seem like a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> 718-673-8201 is that number if you want to be like Aubrey. 718-673-8201. Yep. Yep. Subway encounters. Uh, let's stick with that. Let's stick with yeah, subway encounters. Yeah, I feel encounters. like that's a little too abstract. I mean, if someone has an, uh, something that happened to them that they just still are puzzled about, yeah, 
I feel like that would be hard for someone to pull that immediately upon, upon being asked. Yeah. Me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. If you do have that call in with it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. 718-673-8201. Now, Al, while I've got you here. Okay. We got to do some movie talk. Oh, all right. Okay? Cool. I got a, I got a new segment I want to throw your way. Okay. okay. This is a segment. It's called the double feature. Wow. Okay. Now this is the question for you. Let's say, you know, Public Transport Magazine blows up into this, you know, culturally beloved institution. Okay. You get the call. Ring, ring. Hello, it's Metrograph. Oh. Okay. We want you to host and program one of these double feature nights that they have. You know, okay. like John Early will do these from time to yeah. time. Or uh, I try to get tickets to one that Brady Snellis did, and it sold out too fast. And, uh, <laughs> what did he do? His own... it, was, it was American Gigolo and something else after that. Okay. Uh but uh, let's say you're, you know, the celebrity curator yeah. of a double fe- a themed double feature night at Metrograph. Ooh. What are the two movies that you that you program? And you know, this is all the resources they're sourcing prints okay. for you. You know, they're they're really making this a night. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, the first thing. I, all right, I got totally distracted when you said Brett Easton Ellis because <laughs> um, have you ever? I had. The greatest DVD commentary I've ever heard is for the movie The Rules of the Game. Are you familiar with that? With uh, oh the um what is the, the French guy's name? Rules uh, of the Game. Oh no no that's yeah. well that's Renoir. There's Rules uh, of um, Attraction. Rules of Attraction. Yes, that's yes, the yes. Snellis. Yeah. Bre- Rules of Attraction. There is an audio the commentary track. <laughs> yeah, the greatest. <laughs> imagine if I just go off. Um, but uh, Carrot Top recorded a commentary track for The Rules of Attraction. Oh and he had never seen the movie before. That's and, uh, awesome. I used to own it on DVD, and then I probably lost it in some move. But um, let me see. If I, I just want to highly it. recommend that is probably the most important DVD one can own today. Well, have you? There's a podcast that's just commentary tracks ripped from DVDs oh, okay. that's out now. I wonder if it's there. Yeah, I would too. hope so. Anyway, that's a that's a uh, that's sidebar. a little tidbit for everybody. That's I a guess um, commentary <laughs> rules. Hmm, what would be the um hmm. it's not on what, YouTube. Um all right, I guess my so is the point of a, du- a double feature like there's some sort of interplay between the two of them? Yeah, they could be like loosely connected like they're both uh themed uh, around a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, it's like uh uh or or it could just be like two Jack Nicholson performances <laughs> that I like. You yeah. Know? Could be anything. Yeah. Hmm. All right, let's think. Um, I guess I would want to do... I should have told you this before. Oh, no, no, it's okay. That's okay. I blew it so bad. Well, what or what if you gave me a film and I could... I'll tell you what the perfect <laughs> pairing for okay, that film okay. is. Blade Runner Final Cut. Okay, wow. <laughs> Final Cut. That is... Wait, like, because if it was the original one with his, like, horrible voiceover... Yeah, which I've never seen, which I am oh, very curious great. Sounds like someone's holding a gun to Harrison Ford's head. <laughs> That's like, what I've groggy. heard. But uh, I think I would do the original one with the bad voiceover. And then what would be another great, like, bad voiceover movie, Oh, I guess? wow. Bad voiceover movie? Yeah. Or, like, a movie where the voiceover, like, doesn't make any sense, <laughs> yeah. kind of? Maybe the Carrot Top Rules of uh, Attraction... <laughs> <laughs> I would love to show that in a theater. That Can you would do be, that? That would be amazing. Yeah. To, to <laughs> subject people to an audio commentary. That's really good. Yeah. God. All right. That's what I'm doing. This the original is perfect... Blade Runner and uh, the Rules of Attraction Carrot Top Edition. 
both 80s also, you know, <laughs> both kind of different ends of the decade. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow, this is an awesome answer. Yeah. I could yeah, not have even. You. Well, I really needed your help for that. So. <laughs> yeah. Could not have imagined how great that do you th- was. Do they ever uh, like like put audio commentaries in a theater that people. <laughs> I feel like you that have invented have... <laughs> something just now. <laughs> but I, I invented there's a no way. Thing. Yeah. I, this I is do, my Oppenheimer I moment. really think that like if you plugged it, if you did that at like the Roxy Cinema here. Yeah. People or like would, Nighthawk uh, or something. I do think people would come. Yeah. If it was the right, th- you know, like if it was like the Boogie Nights commentary or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> That's so weird. But then, but then people inevitably would show up thinking it's just the movie. Oh, yeah. They like wouldn't see the fine print of with so audio. Yeah. Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. I this think is, I, would, I would love to see that happen. Because I've been wondering, you know, lately ways we could do some kind of live event for this show and i yeah. think we just found it out i think <laughs> you would be here co-hosting a we could rent out film noir cinema in yeah. greenpoint and watch, let's do it watch something's got to give commentary oh, with jack, jack and diane did jack do a jacket little i'm pretty he? sure he did wow i know he did it nick nanny told the, the story uh because uh, i know he did the as good as it gets one wow um and he that has, just doesn't uh, seem like something he would put up with I know, I know, because he like famously doesn't do interviews. Like yeah. he's never been on a talk show. He's like he doesn't do any of that. Yeah, but he sat down to do as good as it gets too. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's because he's friends with James Brooks. Okay, it's, got, it's, got, it's the two of them doing the. Oh, track. that's fun. So it's like the yeah. only. That's got to be the only. He's way. like, I'll hang out with. Uh, yeah, but L. Brooks and on that note, I saw a um. The, uh, I haven't seen the documentary, but there was like clip of this documentary that was that came out a couple years ago about Roger Corman uh-huh. that I guess Jack Nicholson is in, and he cries in it talking about <laughs> Roger Corman. Oh, he, that's like, so sweet. He legit starts crying wow. talking about how much he loves roger corman tears rolling down underneath his sunglasses yeah and... he like apologizes to the wow. filmmakers oh my it was God. it was an amazing moment Big sweetie god what a weird guy <laughs> i want to know everything about him there's certain like actors that are way more interesting than any role they could ever play absolutely like, he is so much weirder and compelling as like a living person yes. than, than in any of his roles i mean he's great but uh yeah yeah do we think he's like senile now? Like, is that why he's kind of retreated <laughs> well, from the? Yeah, they don't. He never. He stopped going to Lakers games. Yeah, right. And yeah, then yeah. there's like some photo of him, like, and they were like, he's gone mad. He's like only in his. He's living his like Marlon Brando end days thing or something, where he's yeah. like always wearing a, a robe and like uh, doesn't see the sun or something. Yeah. But I feel like they must just. I don't know. I mean, maybe he just got tired of it, and uh, you know, I want to give him uh, his. You know. Uh, space to be a weirdo a absolutely recluse, you know that he can do no wrong in yeah my eyes. i but he might have gone crazy too i don't know <laughs> that seems more likely <laughs> let's be honest that's definitely what happened yeah oh. oh that you know what that is that's the phone for the office out here oh <laughs> not a real call oh no god so damn 718-673-8201 if you go in and give us a real call call the office if you have a, a question yeah, i wonder if somebody's like downstairs and they forgot their key or oh something. no the next show guess we'll find out soon Good luck sorry sophia i'm on the air right now <laughs> i couldn't what, uh, possibly help you what are the other double features that have uh, been proposed uh, well this is my this is a new segment oh, okay brand new segment asked, but i yeah. haven't think i've been thinking about one that i would you, do yeah what yeah. do you got this is like a journalist 
pair of journalist movies. Okay. Okay. The first one is Between the Lines from uh-huh. 1977. Joan Micklin Silver is oh. the director. And it's kind of just this like this ensemble of like young people at this like uh, basically the like a, a village voice type paper in yeah. Boston. And, you know, it's like it's getting bought. So like they're all going to be out of a job soon. And you know, it's like their relationships and some of them hate each other. And some of them used to date. Some of them are trying to date new people you know what i mean it's just a it's a great little little character it we feel like a part of their group yeah. you know yeah and then the other one is uh 2008's state of play with oh. russell crowe as like a dc journalist <laughs> and like it's very it's it's not exceptional in any way uh-huh. i just saw it at the right time and, and it's uh, left an imprint it on you? has left an imprint on me yeah yeah i feel like there were way more movies about journalists or writers i mean that, mm-hmm. it's, it was a trope in the 2000s where every like young woman uh like was a writer at a like magazine in yeah. new york or something Anne hathaway and yeah devil uh where's prada, prada yeah. the big the big one well you know who's in this with russell crowe is rachel mcadams interesting wow. uh, she's like the young, young yeah counterpart to his wow. uh you know long-haired uh, uh grizzled uh <laughs> yeah, vet. Yeah. yeah interesting yeah um hmm I, there's also lots of journalism movies i've never heard of that first one though what is it called again the between Sil- the lines between the lines yeah okay, yeah really good yeah i'll let you borrow the blu-ray dude oh yeah for sure <laughs> you know i had a friend who worked at the new york times and apparently when they first opened the new york times office you weren't allowed to have an item on your desk that wasn't uh red white and <laughs> black white or red that was their. You couldn't have a thing oh inside because of the uh, phrase about like, or like the joke about what's black and white and red all over. You know. Yeah. So they made uh, <laughs> you, everyone's desk was any of those. That was the color scheme that was allowed. That is so crazy. I think that's the most damning thing about the New York Times that uh, that you've <laughs> ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they've done some deplorable or you know fucked or uh, messed up things or. <laughs> Uh, I should have asked, am I allowed to Yeah, sink? you're allowed. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. fucked up things. But, um, yeah, that was pretty pretty fucking stupid. Well, I, I haven't been in the building. I've only seen f- from outside. And they've yeah. got, it's like all red carpeting in there. Oh, there you go. Like, they've really got a thing with this. Black, white, and red. Black, white, and red. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Pretty cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that the New York Times is just like a. It's like recipes and games now. <laughs> Everything you know is mean? like that. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the New Yorker has a crossword puzzle in the yeah. back of it. They yeah, used to do that. I know. They they wouldn't put up with that sort of nonsense. God. Now they do. God. Yeah. There's no money in anything. That's why I have a free magazine. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Which I, I an, uh, New York magazine uh, profiled it for their reasons to love New York mm-hmm. in their December issue. And in the article, they said that it is, quote, obviously losing money. So I think that's the greatest quote I could have about Public Transport Magazine is obviously losing money. You've got to get that phrase. Yeah. You've got to get this. Because this, it's going to be the magazine magazine, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's It was printed in New York Magazine as obviously losing money. So, that rocks. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Parents are proud. Well, as we, uh, we start to wind the show down here, okay. uh, uh, I... You know, I want to pick a song for us to go out to. Okay. If anything comes to mind for you. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got one more kind of, not lightning round exactly, because we don't have that little time left, but uh, I got one more movie question okay. for you. 
Is there any journalism song? I can't think of. Oh my uh, god, songs about journalists. That seems like a not romantic. Like I, movies make sense for for journalism. The first, but. the first thing that came back was "Journalists Who Lie" by Morrissey, which is not a song I'm familiar with by him. I don't know that one. Oh, yeah. it came out in 2009. Okay, better be good because we're yeah. gonna play it. All right, fantastic. <laughs> that would be a Morrissey song, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we got it queued up. Better than the Van Morrison. Um, they both have gone crazy, but did you see like Van Morrison's latest Oh, album? yeah, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Fuck him. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Last movie question okay. for you. Favorite James Bond movie? I mean, it's got to be the ones that I grew up with, so maybe like GoldenEye or um, I, I'm like a sucker for the Pierce Brosnan era. Me too, I don't like dude. <laughs> Me too. I, I like that. No it's one else campier. understands this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the gritty new ones. I don't need grit from James Bond, buddy. Why is you he are gritty? Speaking my language, <laughs> I feel exactly the, whole the same is he, way. He shoots someone and then. Says a great one-liner. Yeah, you know? sips a martini. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks incredible. Yes. Oh man, head of hair on that guy. I know. Yeah. I know. What about do you? Have a favorite dude. of the? Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> a favorite of the Brosnan ones. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Goldeneye for sure. Yeah, but I do have a soft spot for the one that. Uh, the world is not. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The world is not enough. With it, uh, Denise Richards and Sophie Marceau oh, are okay. in. She was in Braveheart, and then that movie, and I don't know if she's done anything outside of France since then. <laughs> but uh, two perfect nineties. Yeah, movies. they are huge. They, Titanic I mean, nineties. Seminal for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I yeah. remember like being allowed to watch Braveheart because it was like yeah. rated R and I saw it when I was like 13 or something and being yeah. like, I've just moved up a level. I remember <laughs> being able to see it at my aunt's house. I was like left alone in her house and there were two VHSs. You had, yeah. to, you had to plug in one, take that one out <laughs> and another one. That's how long that movie was or like yeah. whatever the cut that was available. Absolutely. That's the, a long movie. The double VHSs that I that were like in our house for sure were that were Braveheart. Yep. Godfather Part 2. Okay. Scarface <laughs> and Titanic, I think. Oh, that's a tour as well. I okay. think it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just remember being like, that's grown up stuff. Yeah, yeah. Once you get to two, two. VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> Can't handle. The technology could not handle the the story of Braveheart. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe we should go out to the Braveheart theme instead of oh. Journalists Who Lie by Morrissey. Yeah. Nah, we can stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> Al. Colin. Smith. PublicTransportMagazine.com, March 12th at, yes. what's the name of the bar again? It's called Nothing Really Matters. Nothing Really Matters. On the west side of Manhattan. Or, yeah, slightly west. Yeah. We'll be there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Please come. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. Uh, and doing the show. And um, you guys can all keep listening, because Shedding Light is starting in mere moments. In the meantime, here's everybody's favorite guy, Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> song from later in his career Time and it's about to be your favorite bye